You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. You mean like hit the call button and get started here? And that people's already do geeky show ever. We've already been talking, but why don't we record this stuff and put it out there for the yeah. rest of you to hear? Um, what a concept. Our, listen to our jibber-jabber. Yeah, because uh, we were just talking about, then Lisa had this bright idea, let's record this. Uh, we were just talking about <laughs> the uh, new stuff uh, released by Amazon. And they have a, they call it the Amazon Loop, which is a ring you can talk into to get Alexa information. Um, <laughs> and they just set everybody's devices off. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think mine's yakking at me too. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I can hear what she's uh, saying. Yeah, shut up. Good Lord. This day in history. Yeah, whatever. Um, well, okay, and you know, you, the rest of people don't have video, but for everyone else, I like my rings. So to wear an Alexa ring wouldn't bother me that much. Again, I probably set it up. An Echo ring. Um, <laughs> oh, the A lady, an A lady ring. The A lady, yes. The A lady's acting like an A, but anyway. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> the idea, uh, the concept is kind of cool. Uh, but I mean, I already have, um, you know, headphones. I could do that too. I've got my watch. I got my phone. But the idea, I think, is kind of intriguing that uh, you know you can do that. Um, One more step closer to being a cyborg. Bring it on. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I just start implanting crap. You know, I'm I'm ready for it. So, but next uh, is the echo eye, the echo eyeball. Well, actually, <laughs> we're not that away from that because there is something called the echo, uh, the uh, the frame. Oh God. <laughs> uh, yeah. They just introduced these what a week or two ago. Wait, this so one is, is like, the, like the echo frames. Eye eyeglasses. They are regular <laughs> eyeglasses with something on the side of the stem. Uh huh. Uh-huh. That you can talk into, and you, it just it says, just ask a lady, make calls, set reminders, add to your to do list, listen to podcasts, smart home, everything so it's else is like up by your Google eyes. Glass, except it's not recording content, just recording your right. <laughs> thoughts. And it's uh, audio only. I mean, I'm I want the uh, I kind of want Google Glass, but I didn't have that kind of money, and I do have some <laughs> limits for how geeky I do want to look. Um, but I would like something like that. You put it on your glass, the screen, so you can see information. But Mm-mm. I'd walk like into walls. Display. Yeah. I'd walk into walls. Now the Echo Frames is only with Android. Does not work with iOS as of yet. Right. Yeah. So that's the downside yeah. there. And if we're going to complete the uh, the trifecta of uh, the wearables, uh, what else was the other one? Um, the Echo Buds. Buds. Yes. <laughs> And now those those look interesting. I looked at that. If I needed the, if I was in the market for new headphones or earbuds, I would give this some serious consideration. Yeah, the price because isn't these, bad. Yeah, hundred and thirty dollars. They will be available. Uh, what does it say here? October thirtieth. So just yep. about a month from now. And for my particular type of ear, these kind of earbuds fit me better than the AirPods do. I really don't think the AirPods would fit in my ear. Hmm. Yeah. And so what, it's just closer, one step closer to your brain. Sure. Why not? I am, like I say, <laughs> as soon as they can implant the computer inside my head, you know, I'm for that. But, I mean, I do like my connected world. Um, and I do like, and I, I am kind of a sucker for audio stuff. Um, uh, because I did, um, I think I talked about it last 
November, October, I can't remember, the uh the those bud earbuds that were um uh through um was it uh, Indiegogo, I think it was. Um I had talked about didn't, them, I think we might pick Kevin order some and you ordered some and I had gotten some a while ago and Well this was battery didn't last. No, this was uh, these were earbuds. I can't quite reach the box from here. But, oh, so you, you did get some, like it came to fruition. It, it yeah, completed. It was through that, uh, ki- uh, it was a Kickstarter. I think it was Indiegogo. Yeah, so uh-huh. uh, I sent them the money in like um, December, I think it was, and I finally got them. They had some issues with manufacturing stuff. So I got them about uh, beginning of August. So it was about mm. six That's months before I got terrible, them. terrible, but yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I was getting frustrated. Terrible. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of anxious for them because they did have this, uh, it'll pass through audio. Well, it's not quite as good as I'd hope so you can hear the stuff around you mm-hmm. so yeah given my hearing i just can't quite hear with them in as well as i would like uh Wait, so, are these in the ear because yeah, you like the bone conducting i kind. do i do but you know every once in a while i do like the in-ear ones when i'm vacuuming or doing something noisy and i want to mm-hmm. block out some and the problem with bone conduction headphones is they're not um uh, it'll drive an audio file kind of crazy because it's good for being able to hear stuff while you're listening to the outside world. So the sound quality is going to be yeah, okay. Uh, but okay. so I did like these and the sound is pretty good on them. But like I say, they had this thing, you double tap them and I don't know how I feel about these, you know, kind of all in one controls where you like tap, double tap, triple tap. Type yeah. Thing. You got to learn how to do the hokey pokey. Yeah. It's that's I, I've had a few like that and it's, I don't know. Uh, sometimes you try to adjust them and you tap it and advance the music or something, but um, uh, you tap and then it, it like blasts in your ears and it scares the crap out of you. And you people are looking at you like, why did you just jump and? <laughs> sure, something like that. Um, so you, uh, I think, double tap the right earbud and then that will put it into um, I forget what they call it, but basically allow uh, a- ambient sound. I think is what they call it. So it'll allow the sound to come through, but it's got this kind of tinny sound to it uh or kind of an echoey sound because i think you know there's leakage around the earbuds but you're also um hearing it so there's like a little bit of a, a slight echo uh to it so it's it's a little disconcerting it doesn't bring it doesn't take the sound through as loud as i would like so i still kind of have to pull it out so i can hear people clearly but i still have them and they're kind of nice they've got a nice carrying case it's a battery charger so you can put the buds in there when you're done charge it up it's supposed to be good for 100 hours of charging or you can use it to charge up your phone too if it goes mm-hmm. uh, starts to run out and it's got a little uh charging disc a uh, key charging disc so you can throw your phone on it and throw the bud case on there and it'll charge it up so um i finally got those and like i say they're I'm using them, like I say, especially when I'm vacuuming and I want to block out sound, or I want good quality, I want to listen to good quality music blowing out my eardrums, because that's what I do. Um, so, I, because I, I talked about them, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure it was like October, November I talked about them. And so it's been almost close to a year since we talked about them, but I finally got them, and like I say, they're kind of mixed reviews. Uh, uh, they're pretty good, but... Uh, I have a question. Hmm. Um, do you guys ever deal with... Well, who has who has AirPods? Do you have AirPods? Any of you? No. No. Nope. So the problem that I'm dealing with with any of them, and I and I we talked about this too over chat, and I was sending you guys pictures. I'm still dealing with that, and every time there's an iOS update, I think is this going to be the time it gets fixed? Like, is the problem with iOS or is the problem with the Bluetooth firmware? You know, the 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 piece. 
is a problem with firmware. I keep looking and looking. I think I'm just going to have to get a new earpiece because I cannot solve the problem of having the Siri beep and feedback be so loud. It is just so loud. Everything else is fine. I have tried all the suggestions. I've tried toggling the switch for the alert and sound volume, and I've tried that on and off. I've tried turning down the volume when Siri's speaking. Nothing seems to work. It just it's always it's always blowing my eardrum out. It's just the feedback. It's just when you say the "Hey, S lady" phrase, and you know you could just say "Tell me the weather," and the beep is really loud, and then the Siri voice is really loud. And then depending on what you've asked her, like if it's the weather, she'll give you a whole loud readout and it, it hurts. It's really, really painful. So now I'm really, I'm really, uh, curious. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, which should I, this was Plantronics. Should I try a different vendor, a different brand? You know, you see all these ones out on the market. Like, I don't know who to trust and which one's going to be, which one's not going to give me that problem because I've tested it with other, with other earbuds or other, you know, wireless Bluetooth headsets and the problem is still the same so i'm thinking it must be me so i don't know what i don't know what's causing it have you thought about calling apple and asking them if there's some way they could test the bluetooth on your phone Hmm, to rule it out to you know you know let them know obviously this is not an apple product for your headpiece but it might be the apple product that's causing the headpiece to malfunction yeah, like something within the Bluetooth. And then it's, I can't remember now because I did so much testing. I can't remember if I tested it on different phones because well, that would probably be my next test to make sure yeah. that the problem's isolated to my phone. Well, how but it is drives that, me nuts because I rely on that. Right. How is the volume for everything else? Is that normal too? or? Yeah, it's fine. It's just... Well, it's just the feedback. I'm a little That's the only portion. I still am a little flummoxed. Maybe I just haven't messed around with it enough. Setting volumes on the iPhone because you can set your ringer volume, mm-hmm. and then you can set your playback volume, and right, the media volume. Mm-hmm. Right, but uh, you know, I just because uh, I like my ringer volume loud. Usually, I got my watch to let me know, but I like it loud mm-hmm. so it will me get too. my attention. And yeah. I don't know how you press the. Uh, button on the side right uh, in settings under sound and haptics uh i had finally for the for the longest time you know helping other clients to deal with this problem too the problem uh, had been that the switch that says right below ringer and alerts that says change with buttons mm-hmm. was switched on and that was messing up a lot of my clients because they were pressing the volume down button to silence the ringer or whatever and then they'd forget to turn it back up again and then they wonder why they had all these voicemails and why people were panicking because they couldn't get a hold of them because they couldn't hear their phone ringing so i've been directing people to turn that off to switch that off so that when they do press the volume buttons they're not changing the ringer like they set their ringtone ringer and their alert volume and keep that locked in and then just use the volume rocker buttons for the media, like for music or YouTube or anything that's playing audio. That's what will control that volume. It's a separate It's a separate thing. Whereas when that switch is turned on, change with buttons, that will turn up and down the ringer wow. volume as well. Okay. So I've played around with that and, you know, tried isolating like, okay, what happens if I have the button on? What happens if I have the button off? And you know, trying to change the different volumes because that's what it said on all the forums. Like other people were having the same problem 
And I guess the model that I have is like an M something or whatever. There doesn't seem to be any firmware that I can find. You know, there's like a hub that you can download, but there's no firmware for it. So did you try playing with the um, under settings, Siri and search voice feedback? You can do always on control with ring switch and hands free only. Yeah, so I practically went deaf doing that testing because I'd keep asking her what the weather is and try each flavor of those settings and it wouldn't change anything. Okay. So I thought for sure it would be in there. I thought yeah, for sure it would be in there. Because I'm not finding anything in the settings that would affect right. the sound volume of Siri. Just of Siri, right. And so there's nothing different in iOS 13 then because you have iOS 13 now because I haven't done it on my phone yet. Yeah, so they haven't yeah. changed that. So there's no. probably like no hope. <laughs> so well, I wonder about getting a new earpiece, but then I'm afraid I'm going to have the same problem. I don't know what what controls it. I, it almost feels like, well, maybe maybe they do it on purpose to try to get you to buy AirPods. I'm slightly cynical of Apple. I, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Me too. But, but you know, bringing that up, you know, maybe we ought to segue into, uh, uh, I think, how many of us have installed uh, iOS 13 and or iPad mm-hmm. OS in our devices? Two? Oh, yep. I've and I have an iPad OS. I even updated to 13.1.1 today. Yep. Good for you. Yeah, I've got them all. Now, I, I have to tackle my wife's phone. I don't know on the phone, I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if there's going to be so many drastic things um, mm-hmm. that she'll know. So maybe I won't get too much grief for that. But, you know, you were talking about the volume. And the first thing I noticed was <clears throat> they have that little volume thing. When you hit the volume button on the phone, that little volume thing that slides in from the sides so you can yeah. adjust. Yeah, I hate it. Eh, I don't know. I prefer I, Yeah, it, it used to be. You never know how it used to be right in the center and you could see the volume going left to right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now it's on a slide it's, it's almost looks like a thermometer going oh. up and down. And it's so not like as like to match the control center. It's not as easy sort of. to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just yeah. don't now think it's as easy to see. Now is that because there's more granular settings when you when you push your finger down and you hover, you can get more granular instead of it just being incremental by one, it's like a half a point or a quarter of a point for people mm-hmm. that are really sensitive to sound. Well, here's what uh, you, here's I had what, read about. I heard about that a while ago, but I haven't experienced it yet. So when you press the button, this big wide thing will pop out, and then if you hold it, it'll narrow. So then mm-hmm. it'll you can uh, adjust it up and down with the buttons. But if you want, you can uh, uh, press it and do it on screen. Now, are you talking about in Control Center? Where because I no. wanted to see on my iPad, where would I see that? The volume no, buttons. Oh, the volume buttons up it. and down on your phone. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So it used right. It used to be a little picture of a speaker with little dot indicators. Right. Now it's just a line. Right. Interesting. So it's a little. Int- I. I don't know. I thought it was okay. I. Uh, I. I thought it looked kind of cool. I mean, it, it is kind of. Oh, you can grab it with your finger then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you can. you can start it with the button, and then you can grab it, and yeah. then if you hesitate, you can get really right, really picky with it. I mean, it's not a make it or break it no. feature. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not at all. It's just I prefer the other way. But you know, yeah. on the scale yeah. on the scale of important to not important, it's way at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's interesting though. I I like seeing all these little Easter eggs and all these little different changes and stuff. You know, my big thing is always going to be like, all right, what are my clients going to be calling me in a panic about? Well, I mean, one things thing, are hopefully behind us, but the the, the dark one and thing light that mode. I told you guys about is I'm getting double messages, and I did yeah. realize as I was looking back through my texts. Mm-hmm. 
it's only with group. So mm. if you had an Android phone oh. and you texted me and said, hey, we're recording tonight, I would get that one time. But if you sent it to both Mike and I, if one of us had, if either one of you had an Android phone, it would come up, hey, we're recording tonight. Hey, we're recording tonight. In a group text. In a group text. Because I'm on a group text with five other people. Uh-huh. One one other person besides me has an iPhone and everyone else has an Android, Android. phone. And yeah. I'm getting double texts. Huh. Well, because... And that didn't that wasn't a problem before nope. because I've always dealt with that. I, I've always gotten double texts from certain people or or randomly from other people, but it's always a green bubble, so you know that they're on Android or well, that's not always true. It could be it could be someone on an iPhone who who's not using iCloud, who's not choosing to use iCloud, or they're away from the tower. But you know, you get to know your friends and you kind of know like which ones have which phones. But yeah, it's always been an issue. Like that's nothing huh. new for me, and I just kind of put up with it. Uh, nope, cause... nope, that's new for me. But what it did get rid of is what I was getting starting with. I think this phone. So it must have been iOS twelve. Is when someone who sent me a text from an Android, it would come up with their text bubble and it would say, change to primary number. Oh. And I looked Hmm. that up and it was because the XR has dual SIM. Oh. Even though I'm only using one SIM. Oh, Oh boy. Okay. So, but that went away. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because my daughter has an Android phone and I have a group text from me, my son who has an iPhone and my daughter and I'm not getting any double texts there. So, yeah. And I'm also getting, and this is just weird, I play words with friends, and every day at 2 o'clock, they send out a little notification that says, word of the day, and then it will give you the name, you know, the word. And then if you want to, you can click on it, and we'll give you a dictionary definition of that particular word. So anytime my phone lights up at the corner of my eye, I know it's 2 o'clock, because I can <laughs> see that. Now, since I updated to 13... I get it twice. Hmm. I don't uh, get the notification like if you played me and it was my turn, I get that notification once. But when it comes to word of the day, I now get it twice. Okay. You just really want to make sure you get that word of the day. <laughs> of the day. Yep. Yeah. And I'm also finding that my mail on my – if I read my email on my computer – it takes a while to get to my iPad for my iPad to realize, oh, she's already read those. Mm-hmm. And when I read them on my iPad, it takes a while for the flag to go away. Okay. And that never used to happen. So if I had four emails and I just went, you know, read them, trash, 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 or whatever, the four goes away. Now it takes about a minute before the number goes away. So there's all these little, yeah. little you know, niggly things, these little yep. tiny yeah, because I've got one with Pandora and my Apple Watch. It used to be that when you start playing Pandora on the watch, it would have the song that's playing. You could skip it, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, whatever. And when you would raise your arm up, it would automatically go to that screen. Because Pandora, they also have, you can uh, swipe to the right and get um, a playlist uh, or, you know, a list of your radio stations or whatever. So, but now after I updated, you raise your arm and it would go to that playlist uh, screen, not the uh, control screen. And then sometimes it's not updating the. There's always been a little bit of a lag when you raise your hand because it's probably on the last song that you raised your hand for. Um, but now sometimes it's not even updating to the current song. 
so that's kind of hit and miss, but you know, that's kind of, it's slightly irritating because when I'm at work, you know, especially if I'm trying to create a new, uh, uh, Pandora station and I'm trying to thumbs up stuff without having to pull my phone out, it's nice just to be able to raise it, do it in the watch and, you know, go on with things. Uh, so that is, you know, first world problems, but it's still slightly frustrating that it's not doing it the way that it was. And I couldn't find any default to say, you know, to have that default watch face come up anywhere. So I'm hoping Pandora, and I did the, la- the both the updates to the 13, and um, it still hasn't fixed it yet. So I'm hoping Pandora will, maybe I should tweet at him or something, let him know that this might be an issue. But it is, I do kind of miss that. But, you know, that's, I think that's the only mm, quirk I had. Well, I had one small quirk right after I updated my icon for my phone on the on the dock disappeared, but I rebooted and it came back. So, um, but I haven't had too much for weirdness that I've noticed yet. Yeah, just these little things. Yeah. Nothing that are you know I can't use my photos anymore. I can't use my mail anymore. Just these annoying little things that worked before the update. And did you also notice? I thought this was really weird. On Watch OS 6, they automatically put in your list of applications cycle tracking. Yeah. And I thought, why would you <laughs> why would you put that in? Because right. first of all, you've got, you know, the male population does not care. And a lot of the female population aren't going to care. They're not going to need it or they don't want it on their watch. So that mm-hmm. should have been more of an opt-in. I want that on my watch. Let me put it on my watch as opposed to put it on and then make us take it off. Because they didn't put hearing on, you have to go hmm. into the health app to hide for the hearing. And the hearing is, I think, has a bigger population hmm. of people who would use that. Well, especially- I wonder if they could tell by, well, I guess I guess maybe it wouldn't work, but like maybe detecting your age or your the gender that you well, they do it put for- in there. The uh, the fallen I can't get up. Thing. That's they, what I was thinking. Yeah, right. that's what I was thinking because they go by your age. Because sure. I think isn't it true that if you're under I want to say sixty five, you can't just turn it on, or I guess it's turned mm-hmm. on by default. If you've if you filled out your profile in in your iCloud account and whatever, and given it your year of birth, which you kind of have to when you sign up for an account, I think then it detects your age, and I think it's sixty five on up. Yeah, 60 or 65, somewhere in that ballpark. But it knows my age, and it knows for the cycle Mm -hmm. tracking, that ship has sailed. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. If you put your age in there and it detects that you you say that you're female, then if it says, okay, this this, this person who listed their sex as female is 70, so maybe we won't want to turn that on, you know? I don't know. And as this kind of a minor point... um, when I went to do the watch update, I had to delete a, a few apps because I was just short of space. Um, I think because and I haven't gone in there to fiddle with it. Pandora had like a gigabyte or Spotify. No, Pandora had a gigabyte of songs on the watch, which I mm-hmm. thought, mm, okay, you know, um, I sh- could probably just tell them to take it off because I just stream everything. But considering streaming, the, the AT&T has issues sometimes, and I like to have some music offline music available to listen to stuff but uh that was a minor point but on the some of the pluses uh i've i've been getting yeah now for the next uh last few days 
so such so and so program wants to use your Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Clicking the yeah. En- enabling things. Um, I've been playing around with shortcuts. They've uh, made that uh, better. And oh, I've, yeah? And I've been creating a few shortcuts. Um, some of them are, I'm not getting as elaborate as a lot of people, but I just wanted one. Uh, we can access the heating computer at school, you know, through the Internet. And I just wanted a simple button that would, I could press it, it would open up the browser to that page so I could log in. It just saves a uh, you know, couple clicks. It's a little bit easier rather than having to open the browser, go to your web, uh, to your bookmarks, and then scroll down to it. So like I say, it saves a little, a little bit of time, but it's just handier to be able to bring that up. So I created that, and I've been messing around with a few other things. Um, and then that uh, I like, and then the share link they have, uh, or the share button. They've mm-hmm. made that better in different yeah. programs. That's yeah, that's really nice when you want to send someone a text and then like, you know, the the text that we use just pops right up and I don't have to scroll. I can just click your name and boom. Well, that's really nice. And what I was using the uh share button for, I have an if this then that routine set up that will take uh as input um text and then it will take that and post it to a Google Calendar. Because it kind of drives me slightly insane. I've talked to the tech guy at school, and he kind of wants to work on it, but you got to do these things gradually so you don't freak people out. Because I got MacBooks this year. The people are already freaking out a little bit. They went from Windows to Mac. But um, I said it would really be nice if we could have a subscribable school calendar that we could have go to our phones so when there's changes or something, you know, it would be automatically updated. Well, in lieu of that, I have to copy the stuff from the web page on the for the school calendar on the my calendar so i had this if this then if this then that routine set up so i could just on my ipad i could highlight the text which would include the event the date and the time and then it would go into this um uh send it to google calendar which would uh parse it so that it would be on the right day the right time with the right information in there so i wouldn't have to do a lot of typing it was just highlight go to um uh, the share go down to the uh add to Google Calendar link I had there, and it would do that. So, uh, again, that, uh, you know, the my uh, visions of automation are slowly starting to come to fruition here. So um, I've liked those. And then I think, uh, wasn't it this afternoon, Melissa, you were asking about uh, uh, servers in, uh, in the file? Yeah, uh, well, I was asking about... Because I read in the details, it said something about having support for external jump drives or thumb drives oh, and things that. like that. So, like, I have one of those Lexar uh, things that on one end it's USB-A and on the other end it's it's lightning. So, it plugs into the bottom mm-hmm. of your phone. Okay. And, you know, I've seen tons of these. And we've talked about this in the past that it might be really great that you can get this little drive and be able to plug it into the bottom of your phone or your iPad and just load it with movies or music and play it directly from the drive instead of it taking up space on your hard drive internally. But the problem is always that the interface is really shitty for the the app and the developers don't seem to keep up with the apps. I mean, even something like SanDisk now, I to be fair, I haven't looked in a while. But even like this Lexar one, like it looks kind of pretty, but the the app interface for it, but it's it's janky, it's cumbersome, and it just I don't know. It's, I would like something more native. 
from iCloud. So have any of you, that's going to be my test. That's on my list of things to play around with. Have any of you tried an external drive? No. I was talking to my sister the other day and she was complaining about her, you know, she has like a cheap Android phone. I mean, I don't even think it's like a true Android phone, but, you know, it's running some flavor of Android on it. And she was complaining about not having space. And I was like, well, isn't that the kind that you can insert an SD card or a, a micro SD card? She goes, yeah, but I keep getting all these error messages saying that the app that I'm trying to install onto it needs to be installed in the internal hard drive. And I've heard that from other people, too. Mm-hmm. So while so many, not to not to get into a heated debate, but there's a lot of people who don't like Apple iPhones for the specific reason because they can't get in a, you know, they can't ex, uh, expand the storage, which I would tend to agree. I personally am going through this stuff with this upgrade myself. I don't want to have to pay the quote unquote Apple tax for the hard drive space because they get, I mean, they get you on it. It's like what an extra hundred and some dollars for it. It's like a dollar a gig or something or more. It's, it's, it's expensive. But I'm not sure though, if you can actually watch a movie or listen to music with the external drive, I my impression, and I could be completely wrong here, but my impression was using it just to transfer files back and forth. Nope, you can watch movies like at least okay. the one that I have. It's a Lexar drive, so that's why I'm no, excited no, no. about I it. No, I mean, I mean, th- with the iPad. You mean? Oh. I mean, I'm the way that it works is I plug in the drive, and I can load a movie from it and watch it and watch it or, off the drive directly. So that your your video is kind of oh, yeah, cloudy, yeah. Mike. What? Well, that's a, what is it that you're doing? Okay, so I am streaming a video from my... Now, if I get it to stop here. Stop. Um, streaming it, because uh, you can connect uh, servers to it, too. So I have this connected yeah. wirelessly to my uh, Mac server that I have, and I was streaming a video from that through the file program. The uh, files app from I, from Apple? Yes, yeah, yeah. So, I mean that that works. I mean so, I've stored stuff in iCloud Drive for that. Well, but I mean this is like my file server at home here. So, so oh, it, so the files app now supports external servers. Right. Yes. So, so kind of like, have you ever used Reattle's Documents app? Yeah. Yes. There's there's other file apps like that, and see, I wonder if that's going to be a Sherlock thing because that's what I had been using. Up to I actually point. was able to get rid of like the Dropbox app and the Box app and the Google Drive app, and that saved me a lot of space because then I can just hook all that stuff through the Documents app. But you're saying that I probably won't have to use the Documents app because if you're saying that Files app supports it directly, right? Then, um, hmm. Because I've got a lot of cloud drives in here. I got my uh, yeah. uh, Google Drive and my OneDrive, and I got Amazon in here. So uh-huh. I've got them all connected. Yeah. And I've got my camera kit. It's or my camera plug-in, whatever they called it. Uh, so I could plug a USB drive into that and plug it into the Lightning port. But I think it should. You should be able to play uh, something from there. And then I also have, I never thought to try this out, but it should work the same. I've got this um, wireless uh, USB drive. Um, Uh One of those. Yeah, like kind of like, oh, a wireless one. Yeah. uh One of those that, you know, it sets up its own little, you know, hotspot you connect to or whatever. It's own little Wi-Fi network. Uh, And I should have tried that because that would be nice because, again, that's one of those things you have to have the janky app to get into it. But if you could just have right. that mounted in your files program, so it would all be seamless, so you wouldn't That's have to go... That's what I'm hoping. Right. And if I would have thought of that, I would have played around with it uh, before we started. Um, 
to get it hooked up because I would have to. You, you got to know what the uh, you know the address is for it. Um, I'd have to sit down and figure it out because for my Mac, I just uh, I I you know I use the AFP slash or colon slash slash format with the the name for it i'd have to do a little bit experimenting to see you know how you would connect to something like that but it should be doable and like i say if a person can do that and not have to then i could delete all those stupid uh because i've got several drives like that around here and you have to have their their program so that would be good that's what i'm after yeah Yeah. exactly so they're i'm looking at it right now i just i just plugged the lexar into the bottom of my ipad because my ipad is the only one that i've updated to ios 13 oh and to answer your question or i guess to answer my question that was answered i was under the impression that it was going to be for the ipad it's going to be ipad it was going to be ios 13 and then we were going to have to wait to do ipad os but i do see that yes it is what you guys said it is let me look at what it says so it's now upgraded to ipad os 13.1.1 so it doesn't say ios it says ipad os right they're two different things yeah and i thought i was gonna have to like update and then update again so i was pleased about that that's that's on the good list but back to the files thing so i plugged in the lexar and i opened up the files app and I'm looking where you were talking about, Mike, there's three little dots. When you go to the Files app, if you tap on Locations in the upper left corner, and then there's three little dots, and then it says Scan Documents, Connect to Server, and Edit. So in the Edit section there, that's where you can turn the toggle the switches on and off and, and change the order of things. And the only two that I have right there is on my iPad, iCloud Drive, and PDF Expert. But I do also have that Lexar app installed so i was kind of hoping that i would see something about the lexar in that list and i don't so that's kind of a disappointment but um at least i can see there where you could add where you can say connect to server and then yeah you have to know the server address so how would that work with something like dropbox or box well is there those are those are under those are under locations like i've got dropbox Oh, so then you, okay. See, I don't have the apps installed because I wanted to save space. Mm-hmm. So then I would have to install the apps. Probably that kind of like that kind of like voids the whole reason. You know what I mean? Like I just want to use the files app to get to that cloud stuff. Well, I don't you, want to have to have the can. apps installed. Well, okay, but I mean, it's um, I. I'm gonna like, guess like you're here. doing it with a server because you know your server's right. address and you're using. Right. Is it well, Tornado but, that you're using? Well, no, I'm just using the file. Uh, I just connected to uh, the sharing part of Mac to uh, the file sharing part of the Mac operating system to connect to it, mm-hmm. just like you would a server. Um, yeah, so you entered that server right. ad- address, but, but I wouldn't know that. what to put in there for Dropbox or Box or, or Google Drive for that matter. Well, see, I've got all the programs, so that's why they're showing up here for me. Yes, yeah, I don't have them installed on purpose because I wanted to test that. I, wa- I wanted to see sure. if I could save space. You know me. I'm like the opposite of Kevin. I'm like the, the anti-Kevin on this. <laughs> Kevin uh, likes all of his you know, hard drives and, and lots of space, and I'm like, eh, I want to see how lean I can live. I want to see how, how low can you go. Right. Um, yeah, you'd have to... Just- yeah, so I'd have to install the Dropbox app for for yeah. example, but you know, the, and then get to it. The advantage is though you have them all in one place; you don't have to be jumping around to yeah. Uh, to but uh, see, I was hoping 
I was hoping it was going to be kind of like a documents replacement because then I could delete documents <laughs> from Riaddle. It's well, a good app. It's it's nice and everything. But if Files was going to do the same thing, I was kind of hoping to just, you know, consolidate and cut down one more app to to get rid of and not have to deal with that. Because in the documents app or any of those file apps, they just give you options for Dropbox, Drive, Box, uh, OneDrive, all those kinds of things. And you just log in. You just authenticate. And then, and then there you go. You can star files, and there's. Pro- I think there's probably a way. I was looking for a, a way, like in Dropbox, you can star a file and tell it to save it offline for those times when you don't have an internet access and you want to be able to get to a certain file regularly. And I'm looking for that as well. And that would be another thing that I would be looking for in the Files app. There. Oh, that's right. There is. It did say on my, on my iPad. So there is local storage. That really confuses people that I, I was trying to teach somebody about Keynote on the iPad and she was getting really confused about where the file was stored, whether it was stored on iCloud or on her iPad. And then she, she would have like two different Keynote files and then she'd have to switch between the two and that was getting really frustrating. So that's something to definitely pay attention to is that location. Where does it actually live? So I would have to play with this and add and add the Dropbox, uh, for example, just that app, and then it should show up in there. Then I could turn on the switch, and then, yeah, like you said, just use one app, like one app to rule them all kind of a thing. Um, But I don't see anything for the external drive. So that's what I was curious about was when they said that they they support external drives, what does that mean? Like, how do they support it? Um, or is that just on maybe it's a USB-C thing because this is not an, an iPad Pro? Is is that the deal? I don't know. I mean, I can get to my files on my jump drive by going into the app because I have the Lexar app installed on here. And I can play, I think I think this was your question, Elisa, I can play a video right mm-hmm. from the drive. I can I can navigate to the, the location within the, the Lexar app. Like I have Ice Age loaded on here just as a test and I can play the whole movie. I could set it up and. Oh, okay. So that's why we're talking. We'll talk about later when we have our picks. But keep in mind this conversation that we're having now, and I'll tell you why I chose the type of configuration that I chose. But yeah, so I can get into. So I can, I can just as like I can on my iPhone. I can plug in a jump drive. I can play audio. I can play video. And I can look at pictures directly from the drive using its app. But I was kind of hoping to have to. Avoid okay. the app. I was I well, was looking for a more native iOS version of that. This is interesting. So I grabbed my uh, my camera uh, kit plug-in, whatever you want to call it, dongle, uh-huh. and plugged yep. it in and plugged the USB drive in. And it's saying, uh-huh. cannot use accessory. Uh, this ex- accessory requires too much power. Oh, uh-huh. Interesting. So may have to look into that. and It's power. Yeah, and I can't remember... Uh, now the one that I have, let's see, it's a, I have it in my bag. I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it plugs into the bottom via lightning. And then it's a big like rectangle on the bottom. There's a place to plug in a USB cable or a drive. And then there's also another little slot that fits a lightning power cable. So I could, so I wonder if that would work. Like if you plugged in, does yours have that? Does it have... Does it just have one port on the bottom of it, yeah. your camera connector? Yeah. Okay, so you probably need the one that has two. The reason I got that version of it was because I wanted to plug in an external microphone because I was thinking about doing like some podcasting or recording with my with my ATR2100, and that was the purpose for that 
particular uh, dongle or connector. But that, like I said, has a power out so that you can charge your iPad. Because because using that kind of a thing, it does. It, it takes a lot of power and it like kills your battery instantaneously. So well, I've got this wireless uh, uh, drive here. And I was mm-hmm. going to try that because that's got power to it. Now, if I get it to turn on. Is it like one of those media shares or iOmega or like who yeah, makes it? Yeah, it's an M-Tech. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and, and they basically broadcast. Is it a is it a Wi-Fi signal? It's like a proprietary Wi-Fi signal, and then you have yeah. to you have to route through it, and then you also have to route your router through it so that you can still get internet. Yeah, something like that. But it's got uh, it's got a battery in here, and it's got uh-huh. a, a USB cable. So while we're talking, uh, yeah, I have I, one similar like that. It's like dual purpose. Like it will charge your iPhone on the go. Like it serves as a battery backup. And you can plug things into it, like an SD card. You can plug a USB thumb drive into it. And it doesn't, like, have onboard hard drive storage, so you have well, to put this is to a, add the storage. This is a spinning drive with uh, uh, with that stuff built into it. So, I mean, it's a uh-huh. it enclosed. And like I say, it's got, it has power, and I booted it up, and I've got it plugged in, but apparently... I know, uh, you know, we shouldn't <laughs> experimenting on the air is kind of boring for other people, <laughs> yeah. but I'm yeah. not seeing it. Um, I mean, it's powered up and everything and it's spinning and it's probably got its little Wi-Fi. They're thing. pretty slow, though. They take a while to right. propagate. And so it takes a while for it to, to find it in my experience because I've had a couple of those, too. And the thing that sucks about those is like once the drive dies, they're like at least the one that I had, like it was sealed and there was no repairing it once it died. So that was sad. Uh, this one battery died on it. Yeah, I don't know unless you pop those little uh, cushions off the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But I bought it because I thought it was you know cool, and that was you know again since you can't now they finally made it easier to get files onto the Mac or onto the iPad here. But we're gonna mm-hmm. have to see if the jump drive thing won't work, or you're gonna have to, or you're gonna have to buy another dongle to make it work. Uh, yeah, well, I might give it a try since you mentioned that uh, next time I go dig into my bag, I might get that dongle out and, and put the jump drive through that and see if it makes any kind of difference. But then, like, I didn't get any kind of power message or anything. And then speaking of battery, Elisa, you had a, you were concerned about your battery draining. And I read in the details that this the 13.1.1 is supposed to address battery drain. But you just did it so it's too soon to tell. Yeah, it's afternoon. And plus, a, a big part for me is listening to podcasts on Overcast and listening mm-hmm. to them at faster speed. Yeah. And the same with Downcast and YouTube videos. So, and I know that causes a lot of drain on the battery. Like right now, my battery is at like uh, 19%. So, mm-hmm. because I was listening to a lot of podcasts today. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then on the iPad, the iPad OS, I am liking the um, the widgets. On the side, I forget what they're calling it, but today uh, view. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I kind of like that because I've got a few things over here because I'll have the the weather, which we haven't talked about. It's cold. It sucks here. Um, yep. Okay. But you have to, those you weren't have, there before. Not pinned. Not, not pinned pin. to your page. You had to swipe mm-hmm. from the left. But you yeah. have to use the smaller well, icons. icons. It won't yes. work if you use the bigger oh, icons. Right. Yes, because I did. Yep. I did that at first, and it was. And at first I said, oh, great. Instead of having, you know, seven pages of apps, I can have five pages of apps. It was 
it was information overload. It was just oh. too much, and they were too small. And I said, nope, can't do it. Well, Went back to the bigger apps. I, I like yep. the smaller icons because the bigger icons had that kind of Fisher-Price feel to them. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I like that. And I can probably fit more on this screen now that they're smaller because um, I have a bunch of you know apps on here, and I have a bunch of folders and stuff. I try to keep it to one screen, but I try to keep it. Well, I get lazy. I install apps. They show up on the second page, and I have to move them over. But um, from a graphics perspective, I like the big Fisher Price sized apps because I like to see the design of the apps. I I just like them big, and you know my eyes are just really terrible. <laughs> my vision's really really going down down the tube. So as soon as I rebooted it, when it updated, I was like, oh, it's tiny, and I and I went and changed it back to the what is it yeah. called? It's it's not called Zoom anymore. It's called like bigger or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's very simple to just swipe to the right and get the, the yeah. Apps. So yeah, that's, that's not fine. a big deal. But have you checked out Photos? Not yet. Photos is interesting because you can do it by years, months, days, and all photos. Then you can change them to be square, like you're doing an Instagram, mm-hmm. or you can make them look like their normal aspect ratio. And then it also has a plus minus button, so you can make them bigger or smaller. Mm-hmm. which is nice based on your eyesight. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm looking at it on the iPad at least now. All photos, months, days. Oh, yep. okay. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Interesting. Oh, plus and I and take minus. And I take pictures on live. So I'm oh, looking at these. Yeah, one of my, cool. And the thing is, I take live pictures. So like right now, I'm looking at pictures of my deck moving. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't gotten into photos much. I did get in there a little bit, and yeah, and I do see the stuff that you're pointing at. That is kind of cool. Um, and uh, I will have to play around. Unfortunately, a lot of the photos I take with the phone are more work related. Uh, yeah. And then the other photos. Yeah, and the other photos I take I usually take with my camera, um, and then that I load to Google or Amazon. But um, I'll have to. Uh, look into that and see uh i'm trying to think what other uh things they've if only we could edit the metadata natively and be able to add keywords i just so badly want to be able to do that Mm. like i keep looking at that more button and thinking is it in there is it in there nope um you can't change like any of the the metadata you know there's other apps that'll do it but then it doesn't sync through icloud yet well, maybe hmm. no, maybe one day they will allow Ooh, it. The markup looks nice. Yeah, that's pretty. That's cool. And then the other thing, and I guess you could do it before, but uh, the split screen um, I was using um, uh, to some extent with that calendar thing I was doing at the school, so I could have the calendar on one side and. Um, the uh, school, the, the web page on one side and the calendar on the other side, so I could uh, do that. Uh, um, the split screen, I, once you get the hang of it, uh, seems like it could be kind of helpful for some That's things. That's key word, getting the hang of it. I had to yeah, follow yeah. a YouTube tutorial. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's my fingers, but I just, you know, I had a really hard time. But some of the things, now for me, it's not very useful, but I, th- I, was like, I would think for you, Melissa, it would be. You can mm-hmm. do things like... Um, you can almost have spaces mm-hmm. like you do on the computer. So you I can love say, that. you know, if you have a spreadsheet for your billing and then you have a contact for person one and then you can mm-hmm. have a spreadsheet and a contact for person two in totally different spaces or, you know, notes app for the things that you documented. Mm-hmm. And you can also do things like 
say you've got your spreadsheet for your billing on the left side, and then on the right side, you've got the contacts and your notes and your email right on top of each other, and you can swipe through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to learning that. I got to kind of grok the gestures and figure out like how, how to get them into split screen, because I do that a lot on my Mac. Which brings me to the next thing that I am really concerned about, which I, I'm oh, so badly I want to I want to tap it and open it, and I know I can't. Um, reminders. I use reminders a lot. I've been wanting to put them into something else. Like I've tried Wonderlist, and I've tried other apps to put them in there, but there's never. You either have to pay extra for it. And it's one of those things where I got to be able to get it in and out, and I'm very very wary of trusting that kind of task, that kind of functionality to a third-party app that I don't know is going to stick around. You know, you, that's a real big investment of time and energy to get all that stuff in there. And then if you can't get it out, because like like Wonderlist keeps threatening to to go to, what is it, uh, Microsoft Notes or something. It's like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You know, so I, I was using it for a while and I really liked it. But then when I read that, it kind of made me shy about it. And I thought, eh, I'll just go back to using reminders as, as much as it kind of like sucked. There wasn't that much functionality. So I was getting all excited, you know, to upgrade to iOS 13. And then I heard and read about, uh, in fact, I should go find the link and put it in the show notes. Apple does have a, I guess it's a knowledge base article or something that basically warns you that it's going to break stuff. If you have, so the deal with ri- reminders is, when you have, like, let's say I took my iPhone and I upgraded it to iOS 13.1.1. And when I go to open up the Reminders app, it'll ask me if I want to upgrade the Reminders database. If I say yes and then move on with life and, you know, let's say I updated my watch and then those two apps are like hunky-dory but and say my iPad's updated but my Mac is still on Mojave and it won't be upgraded to Catalina for, you know, several months yet, right? Well, I won't be able to synchronize my reminders with my Mac. And I kind of feel like that's, you know, why did they release that that feature when it wasn't ready for prime time on the Mac? Like, how many people are going to be really pissed off that their reminders aren't syncing between the devices? Like, it tells you right in the Knowledge Base article that if you rely on reminders between all those devices, or like, let's say, let's say maybe my iPad, I mean, it, it's, it is running iOS 13, but let's say it was a little bit older and I didn't use it as much, but I used it some of the time. If I set up a reminder, you know, list or, or whatever using the new device, it's not going to sync to the other device and vice versa. If I go, like, let's pretend for a moment that, or even just with my Mac, let's say I had an older iPad and my Mac, my current Mac, which isn't like, you know, it's a couple of years old, but it runs, it runs Mojave. Let's say I set up a reminder or a list or something on one of those devices. It's not going to show up on the newer device. It's not going to show up on the, on the iOS 13 device. And I just, it, that bugs me that, that there's that disconnect. And it's like, I understand it. Like, I'm I'm an informed consumer now because I read about that and I researched it. But how many people aren't going to pay attention because so many people just dismiss those those messages that pop up in our face. Like, yeah, 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 whatever. Just get out, get out of my way. Let me let oh. me get on with life. And they, they tap it without reading it. And then they get screwed over. And then they bitch because they didn't read it. Well, <laughs> you, know you, mean, I mean? you mean like me? But, you know, the thing <laughs> is, I don't rely heavily on reminders because, again, you know, I come at it from the opposite you know, side. You know, I, I need interoper- interoperability between my operating system. So I find the apps that will work with them. And, yeah, I have been using Wonderlist. And, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, they, I don't think they've been updating it anymore, but they haven't, you know, killed it off yet either. 
Um, there was some recent updates to it that kind of confused me. That made me think, well, boy, they sure are propping this thing up. They're they're supporting it yet. But I just know it. I just know it. As soon as I decide to hell with this and go in and and go all in and put all my stuff into Wonderlist, then that'll be the day. Then oh, uh, I'm sorry to inform you that you now yeah. have to pay for you know this functionality or you know we're moving it. Migrate. I'll be like, ah, shit. I was so that's why I'm a hesitant. Well, I use do. And I don't know. I sent you the link. I can't get to how much it costs, but I think it's four ninety nine on yeah. iOS, and it's nine ninety nine. Yeah, I looked it on up on the it's Mac. Four ninety nine on the iPad. Yeah, but will that work with Apple Watch? Because then that's my other big thing. yes. In fact, okay. that there's something there's something I need to talk about before we wrap up at the end of the show, and I put it in do, and it keeps bugging the crap out of me on my watch <laughs> to remind me to talk about it, which is but, good, yeah, which is I what I that. want. Yeah, it's I want because, a nag. Yeah, I see, and I don't use reminders that much, and I definitely do not use it on the Mac. I just haven't gotten around to updating it yet on the iPad and iOS. Mm-hmm. Um, the only negative I'm seeing, though, right now for do I'm in the Mac App Store is it hasn't been updated in two years, and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, see that that scares me. When I see, I'm always looking at that. That's the first thing that I look at. First, I look, okay, when was the last update? Are they supporting it? What, but you know, they the updated all the time on iOS, so just not on the Mac. See, yeah, I, I use I, the Mac a lot. Yeah, so I, I really, I, I really do use like the iPad's probably the one I use the least. But I really heavily use it between the Mac, the you know, probably my iPhone first, and then my watch second, and then my Mac third. But I do use them all in conjunction with each other. So I really need that to work, whether it's the Reminders app or some third-party app. I need it to just work, and I need it to sync. But then in addition to that, I need it to sync with, like, I have shared lists between the family members. And then that's where the gotcha is for me, because then I have to pay another a subscription fee for that functionality. And I'm not saying that developers don't deserve to get paid, and they got to they gotta pay the bills too, and that's fine. It's just not something that I can get behind as far as being able to afford it. It's just not one of those things that's affordable for me right now. Maybe in the future it will be. And so then I'm back to, well, you know, I might as well just stick with what, what Apple offers, because it is there. And it, and it functions. And up until recently, it was really great because I was constantly um, using my watch to, you know, just raise my wrist. I didn't even have to say S lady. I would just raise my wrist and I would say, add, you know, spaghetti sauce to the shopping list. And it would do it. And it would say, here's your reminder. And I could do that like all day long. And anything that I thought of or any anything that I think of that I don't want to forget about, I can just do it on my watch and it works great. Well, then... I kept saying, I kept trying to share that shopping list with my husband. Now, we use an app called Grocery Gadget that we've been using for many, many years. And it's supported and they they update it, you know, fairly regularly. It is a subscription, but it's like, it's like a buck a year. You know, it's like, okay, I can afford that. You know, that works. And so that syncs for, for all of us. And that's what works for us. But I would love it. I mean, it's a dedicated grocery shopping list. You know, like it just makes life so much easier. And we get to see and you can put notes and pictures and everything. Uh, but I would love to have a Siri shortcut for that. And like Mike, you were talking about building new shortcuts. I've been tinkering with that too. And where I've run into a bit of a roadblock is the kind of shortcuts that I want to make aren't just shortcuts on the device, you know, screen. Like I, I did make a couple of those for like uh, tracking my weight and body fat percentage and things like that. Like that's been really handy. Like to have that when I go to weigh myself, I just tap it and poke the stuff in and it goes right in and it goes right to the health app and it syncs and it's wonderful. Um, but what I really want, what I'm really after is stuff that I can voice control. I really want to be able to say, hey, S lady, 
put this on the grocery list, you know, put this on this particular list within the grocery gadget app. So I wrote to the developer and they're really responsive and they wrote back and they said, yeah, that's a great idea. We'll pass it along. You know, we're going to try to work on that. So it wasn't like, oh, we can't do that. So they seem to be pretty supportive of that, which is exciting. But that's what I'm running into. There's certain apps where you just can't do it unless the app developer has designed the app with serious support that's that's there that you can tap into. Otherwise, yeah, you can make a shortcut that'll automate stuff, but you can't control it with your voice unless it's got Siri built in. So that's well, one of the things that I that I ran into. So that's what I'd be looking for in a reminders yeah. app. It's got to be able to handle Siri. It's got to be able to handle dictation. It's got to be able to handle it from my watch. It's got to be able to sync to all my devices. And it's got to be able to sync through shared lists with my family members. And so I was trying to troubleshoot that. I had made a shopping list and it was working great. And I kept trying to share it with my husband. And I, it said that he was invited. You know, I uninvited him. I re-invited him. Um, and it wasn't working. I thought, well, I'll just delete it and I'll re-add it. Well, then I broke it because now it's right there. I have a shopping list. But every time I say add this thing to the shopping list, she says, hmm, you don't have a shopping list. Like, it's right there. Yes, I do. So that's frustrating. And I'm not the only one, unfortunately. Other people are, are suffering that, too. So reminders is kind of a hot mess right now. Right. And I'm not happy about it. And I <clears throat> was trying to find it here. Um my wife and I use um, Cozy, uh, Cozy Family Organizer. And, oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, and basically yeah, I've it's... I've heard of that too. Because that will integrate with the uh, the Echo uh, Assistant. So mm-hmm. we can speak, you know, and say, put uh, whatever on the shopping list. And then mm-hmm. using that, uh, that way... Uh, well, we sh- she's having trouble with the... Um, the uh, Echo app on the phone for shopping list. So you're being I, such you're being so good, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I know. And, I can tell. It's painful. It is. Yes, it is. Um, so it'll coordinate, and it actually works a little bit better than you know that app yeah. does. And there, there's a subscription to that to get more functionality out of it. But it does do to do list. It does do a calendar. Um, I was gonna. It says uh, offers an iPhone app. I don't see anything about an i, but I, I'm wondering how it would work with shortcuts. Um, yeah, app. you'd have to see if it has Siri functionality built in. Um, our friend uh, Bob told us about an app called AnyList for grocery shopping lists, and I I looked into it and it looked like it would be really good. But you know, again, it's it's a subscription. It's yeah. for a year. It's fifteen dollars. You know, there's a ten dollar version. Can't really tell because it's truncated, but, you know, it's just one of the things, I'm sure it's wonderful, I'm sure it works really great, but it's just not something that I'm willing to spend extra on, because when times get tight, it's first thing sure. on the chopping list, and I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to have to sacrifice that. I, once I buy into something, I'm I'm a loyal Capricorn. Right, <laughs> and, yeah. And I'm, I'm loyal, I'm loyal to a fault when it comes to that kind of stuff, so. Right, and I, I finally found Cozy to get full functionality is uh, $29 a year, Um the free version, you can have a shared family account, color-coded calendar, shopping list, to-do lists, family journal, and a recipe box. The paid version, you get all that plus no ads, a mobile monthly view, a calendar search, multiple reminders. I mean, you'd have to go and look at this. But, I mean, depending upon what your functionality is, the free part may may do it for you. 
Oh, scroll down. It does tell you in the part where it says supports, if it's a family sharing app that it supports, you know, family members. It also says, like, I'm looking at the one that Elisa sent called Do. That one says right there in the support section that it says Siri. It says use this app with Siri to help you get things done. So those are the two key features that I would be looking for. Well, the first thing is when was the last time it was updated? When was the last time its companion apps were updated for different platforms? And does it support family sharing? Because, of course, you know, I don't want to have to be buying it multiple times. Uh, does it have in-app purchases? That's the other gotcha. That's the other gotcha. And I know that it's not the developer's fault necessarily. It's the way that Apple runs things. It really pisses me off when you go to buy an app. Like, you know, it's great the developer has the app in the App Store. They've got one version out of it instead of like a light version and the pro version or whatever. You get the one app, you install it for free, you can try it out, kick the tires on it. And then when you're ready to upgrade to the pro features, then you just use the in-app purchase. Well, that's not shareable throughout a family. So you've got to either A, buy it again, or you've got to go take your kid's device or whatever, log their Apple ID out, log your Apple ID in, and then do the upgrade and like, you know, sweating it when it gives you the message saying that you've got to purchase it and then wait. That's the other thing I wish that Apple would change is like, why can't it just detect already that it's been purchased? You have to like sit there biting your nails. Like, is it going to know or am I going to have to go and like dispute this charge because I've already purchased it? And then it says, oh, this has already been purchased. Would you like to download it for free? Like, yes. (laughs) So that's, that's a pain in the ass to have to deal with too. That, that frustrates me. But, yeah, it would have to have family sharing as just a purchase, like not an in-app purchase that then can't be shared because that's a pain. And, you know, it. I would prefer if it wasn't a subscription-based model. So those are the things that, that I'm going to be looking for. And now also the Siri integration as well. Right. So, um, yeah, and like I say, I may have to play around with things a little bit and see how, you know, what some of this stuff will do. Because, yeah, I'm with you because I, um, and I want to play around with the uh, – Hey, lady shortcuts here. Mm-hmm. See, I'm, I'm being really good. Hey, hey yeah. lady. <laughs> yes. Uh, because, you know, uh, b- to be able to name shortcuts so you could just, yeah. uh, you know, with the watch, you know, uh, if it'll, things like dictation and such like that, mm-hmm. uh, be able to, you know, raise your watch and be able to, or even I got my head set on most of the time. I just press the button and speak. But, yeah, to be able to do some of that stuff without having to get your phone out all the time mm-hmm. because my biggest problem is I'm at work. I see something. I should make a note to do something about that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I'll remember it. No, you won't. And I'll remember it. Famous yeah. last words. I'll yeah. remember it. Yeah. No, the hell you will. Right. <laughs> An hour later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't remember what my name is or why I walked into this room. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have hereafter disease. What am I here after? Hereafter. Yeah. Um, but, oh. uh, and I did put drafts on my watch, but you know, still, and, you know, it's still one level of friction less, but you still have to press the thing on your watch um, to get to activate it. So, yeah, if I can, yeah, I do kind of want to experiment with the uh, voice activation part of shortcuts and see how that goes. Um, but, um, I mean, other overall, I'm, I, I've liked the upgrades that they made. They're actually making it a little bit more useful because... Uh, I was happy a few years ago when they finally allowed third-party password managers to access the keyboards so yeah. you wouldn't have to do the double-tap, uh, you know, uh, cha-cha or whatever to, right, uh, yeah, to do the uh, add your passwords. Uh, so, you know, now with the uh, uh, being able to customize your share links and stuff 
and mm-hmm. be able to use shortcuts. We're getting a lot closer to you know being able to use our phones the way we we want to use them with you know as little uh, hassle as possible. Now, one of the the big things that I wanted to discuss, try to be as brief as I can. The the reason why I haven't been able to get my phone upgraded i just my ipad is kind of like the little sacrificial lamb i mean i just i use it mainly for work it's for demonstration purposes it doesn't have a whole lot on it it's only 32 gigabytes shush kevin (laughs) (laughs) it's you know i don't put a whole lot on it i just kind of use it for testing and you know that kind of thing so i installed it on that no problem i didn't really have to worry about a whole lot it's Photos and, and video, I mean, I'm a mom. I've got over 60,000 pictures and videos in my in my iPhoto, li- uh, my photo library. And I know that with the new cameras and stuff, it's only going to keep growing and growing and growing. And it used to be that my I had like a workflow. I had a process where every two years, you know, we do this thing where I would upgrade the phone. I would get, I would get the new one and then I'd do the pass down. You know, we do pass down the line, take out the SIM cards, you know, do all the backups, back up all the things, and then go and, you know, wipe phones, set them, you know, reset them back to empty, and then either do an iCloud restore, which is what I usually do for the family members. For my phone, it would be an opportunity to nuke and pave. Like, I would actually just try to document as much as I could. And then my my method was kind of like, it was almost like a cleansing, purging kind of a thing. And I always liked it. It, it felt good. As, as time-consuming as it was, it always worked out. I don't like to inherit the cruft from a previous uh, version. So I would start fresh and I would think, okay, whatever apps make the cut are what make the cut. If, you know, if, as I go to set this up, it's going to force me. It's behavioral modification, right? It's going to force me to think about and evaluate these apps that do I really need these? You know, oh, you know, I haven't used them. In fact, the feature in settings that shows you the storage will tell you which apps have never been used. You know, there's there's Mac apps that I run, like Clean My Mac 10, and it tells you which was never used or, or infrequently used. And so, you know, I think about those kinds of things. It used to be that I was constantly beta testing. I was always reviewing apps. I, I, I'm, hi, I'm Melissa Davis, and I'm an app junkie. I, I'm a bit of a data, I have, I have a data problem. Uh, there, there needs to be like a group support for that. Oh, oh, it's this podcast, that's right, <laughs> with my enablers. Um and I, I was, you know, just downloading all these apps. In fact, I still do it. There's like, you know, free app of the day or whatever. I'm always like, oh, let's go check this out. And I, I like to do that. It's just, it's something fun to do. But then it just builds up. And then you have to, it's something you have to go and take care of. And it's bad enough with pictures and videos. And now what I've learned in this process of trying to my, go through my normal process, which is to archive everything, like back everything up. Uh, holy crap. Not not just me anymore, but other people are using messages, iMessage. I mean, just our group chat alone is, is something. But I mean, we, we're texting GIFs and silly things back and forth. And those can be easily, you know, deleted. I'm sorry if that offends you, Mike. I don't keep your GIFs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't either. So don't worry. <laughs> I'm crushed. But, but okay, you know, continue. <laughs> I no. delete but, mine too. So okay. yeah, well. yeah, I do too. You know, just because you know that stuff takes up room. But then there's other really like meaningful stuff, like things like my dad will send me goofy little, you know, he'll be pissed off about something and he'll start sending me an audio file. And it's like, I want to hold on to that. It's silly. Like, it's my dad. You know, it's something that I want to remember. Like, I'm I'm not that weird, like goofy person, that sentimental person that will save like a voicemail for my grandmother. You know, it's like, I like to save that kind of stuff. I hold on to those kinds of things. Or like, for example, you guys saw that my roof is leaking. (laughs) And, you know, I was like, shit, now when, 
this happened before. When did we go through this? Well, guess what? There's a whole log of conversations and pictures and documentation and receipts and everything in the messages app. That's why I don't get rid of that stuff. You know, like we always joke that women remember everything. Like, you know, how on earth did you remember that? Well, messages, that's that's what it is. I mean, you've, you've all been warned. <laughs> so I save all that stuff. So what I had been doing was I use iAmazing. I export the text messages into a PDF. And a lot of the time, you know, I was really primarily doing it for clients because I wanted to preserve some of those conversations because they'd ask me questions or, you know, there was a problem. We needed to maybe revisit that or something like that. Right. Or, you know, just to cover my ass and to be honest. And so I saved that stuff. And then when I would get a new phone, I would wipe all that stuff out. Like I would I would have it archived. I would save it. I would wipe out the messages and start fresh. Now, this was prior to messages or iMessages I in sync through iCloud where that all gets stored. So that adds a whole level of <laughs> frustration or, or interesting, whichever way you look at it. And so now I'm <coughs> dealing with all of this data, not just my own, but stuff that people have sent me that I want to hang on to, whether it's pictures, you know, we text each other pictures, you know, between family members, the audio snippets, the conversations about, you know, home improvement stuff. It's a log. It's a history. It's kind of like journaling in a way, you know, you're having conver meaningful conversations with people so I'm trying to save all that stuff and I am just like so overwhelmed with it because more and more people are using it. So that's what's been taking me a long time is trying to get through all of that stuff and weed through, you know, like my husband's conversations, you know, there might be some nice little like, you know, romantic, I love you kind of conversations that I might want to preserve. But sadly, for the majority of it, it's like, should I get this garlic? Should I get this sauce? It's like we're texting each other while we're shopping and asking each other about things that we're buying. Like there's so much of that crap. It's like, all right, I really don't need to save that. Sorry, but that's that's going. But so I've had to weed out a lot of this stuff. And so it's, you know, combination of apps and messages and files and uh, the metadata, like the the caches that the apps take up. And like we were talking about earlier, like apps like, uh, you know, Drive apps, like Gupbox and Dropbox and stuff. If there's an app that can handle all that stuff without having to have those apps installed, well, that's like, you know, several several megabytes, you know, a couple hundred megabytes of, of space that's saved that I can then use for pictures. And so what it boils down to is I'm looking at that that storage space in the settings and I'm watching it like a hawk and thinking, okay, if I up, when I upgrade to say the 11, the iPhone 11, if I continue to go on with the 64 gigabyte, like I have been, you know, it takes me a while. It takes me a lot. Like I really have to justify that extra, you know, over hundred dollars to be able to buy additional storage space. Like, can I really justify it? Do I really need it? Is, is, you know, could I use that $100 for something else, you know, a, a good case and protection plan or something, you know, where is the value in that? And I'm trying, I'm still kind of trying to determine that, like, I'm, I'm thinking like, what, what's a good number? Like, if I can get it down to where I have, say, 20 gigs of space free, because I've deleted a bunch of crap, is that going to last me for the next two, three years, you know, however long it's going to be till I upgrade to the next phone like that's something that I really kind of deliberate over and part of it I do you know just because I'm, I'm frugal and I'm trying to save money and trying to be responsible but I'm also doing it because it's it's my job I mean people pay me they ask me questions and I want to know what the answers are you know because they might ask me the same things like what what device should I buy what size what configuration and having gone through those experiences as kind of painful and frustrating as it is is just going to make me a better consultant in the long run because I'll have that knowledge so that's what's taking me a long time and it's interesting because I'm learning 
more about my own habits, about how long I let this stuff go for. And, you know, maybe I need to develop a different workflow where I delete it like more frequently before the two years, you know, before the year, like I don't let it go so long. I just, I can't let it go as long as I used to be able to, because there's just so much more. It's gone from being my little digital garden to my digital jungle. And I'm still in there with a machete right now. So that's where I'm at with, with the upgrade. Have you guys, do you guys go through that at all? I mean, I know I'm really like type A OCD nope. about this kind of stuff. And I'm but type A too. Nope. I just, just buy let it phone. go. Uh, my phone is, see, my, the thing I would have changed, if in retrospect, I have a 128 gig phone and a 256 iPad. That I would flip-flop. Uh-huh, yeah. Because most of my storage is gone on my phone. And that's because of music. It's all music oh. that yeah, I've downloaded. you get to learn, like, where yeah. your habits are and, like, what do you really use your phone for? What What is it? You know, it's your little pocket computer. For me, it's a camera that makes phone calls occasionally and, and texts people. So it's my yeah. camera. That, so that, that's and, my priority. And also because of, I found that when I go to um, concerts, if I do Facebook Live, which you guys have seen, mm-hmm. I always say keep the video afterwards. That doesn't film at a very high speed. Whereas mm. if I open the video app mm-hmm. and I do a two-minute video, that could be a gig. Yep, mm. yep. Because it's so compressed. Therefore, therefore, I mean, I, I personally, I can't see the difference because my eyes just aren't trained mm-hmm. to, to find the differences like that. But I find that that's taking up more space. And even just taking a normal photograph yep, takes up megabytes larger. now instead yep. of kilobytes. Yeah, because they're so, live. Yep. Yeah. And you've got more information in there. Therefore, yep. I find that I need a bigger phone mm-hmm. rather than a bigger iPad. Mm-hmm. To hold yep. all the pictures and the videos I'm taking in addition to all the music that I download. Right, right. So, yeah, for me, like music, uh, I don't I don't use my phone as a music player. It's not an iPod to me. I don't. <laughs> it's just where I am in my life. Like when I get older, and my kids are like out of, you know, not constantly at me all the time. I might actually be able to listen to music and enjoy it. I'm, I'm lucky I get to listen to podcasts when I want to. That's probably where a lot of space gets eaten up, too. But but I'm OK with that. But it's just it's like looking at your own habits and and what what priorities do you have in place or, you know, for me, it's just kind of morphed over time that my priorities now really are. I want that space for pictures and videos because my phone is partly my brain. Like, Mike, I document the I document the shit out of everything. I'm constantly documenting stuff because I'm constantly forgetting it or I need to follow up with something. And then I use a reminder, you know, I have workflows for that kind of stuff. So my phone is my camera. It's my brain. It's a medical device. And it's my, it, it's partly my communication device in, in so much that it's texting, but it's, it's mostly pictures and videos. It's my memory maker. I'm, I'm constantly making memories with this thing all the time that I want to hold on to. And like, sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, it was like when uh, we used to, when we had VHS camcorders, you know, we'd walk around these things, like these big, heavy, honking things. And oh, you, would yeah. take, you would take videos like, you know, you would you would video like the entire graduation mm-hmm. of your kid. Right now you're like, screw that noise. Like I was trying to show the kids videos of like our wedding, our wedding footage, like our wedding footage and our reception. I'm like, I couldn't even sit through it and watch the whole thing. It's like fast forward. Why did we record all of this stuff? You know, it's like hours and hours of footage. But that's what you did back then. And nowadays, it's like I cut that down. When I take a movie anymore, if I'm making a home video, it's like, you know, maybe maybe two, three minutes tops. Because like you said, Elisa, that chews through space like big time. Mm-hmm. I was helping a, a teacher one time 
where uh, I was volunteering and I was videoing her lessons because she was doing it for professional development to get some kind of certification. And she needed to upload video of her doing a particular lesson. And it was like there were, you know, these these guidelines that she had to follow. And oh my gosh, it was like I had to like make it lower quality or, you know, record in smaller chunks because like one one time it decided to say, okay, let's, it's 20 minutes long. I'll just keep recording. Like I won't keep stopping. And it was like four or six gigs of, of video footage and she wasn't going to be able to upload it. And then she would have had to like chop it up in pieces or something. And that just makes more work. Same thing with my husband. Like teachers have to be video evaluated. Oh my God. It's just like you have to have a degree or have an assistant that knows how to do video editing because it's, it's so complicated. Whereas like if you just do little short bursts and little, if you can kind of micromanage it to the point where it's just a couple minutes here and a couple minutes there, then it's smaller chunks to be able to work with. But it it adds up and it's going to keep adding up as these cameras get better. It's like it's it's kind of a uh, it's, it's a nice problem to have that, you know, the, the quality is getting better. But then you've got to be able to support it with the, the disk space. So well, it's definitely something to mull over. I mean, I I bought the 256 because it was either the 64 or the 256 uh uh iphone 8 when i bought it yeah see there's another gotchas like they right. don't give you the sweet spot in between right. oh that pisses me off right so but i looked at it and i'm using about 64 gigs of that uh like mm-hmm. say i stream a lot of my music i'm sure it's it caches some on the phone um but i'm also mine's a mobile office too for at school yeah and yep. um yeah so you know i i went through there and i i when the hell did I put that app on? You know, I because um, you know, I I think I'm just going to adopt adopt the name Captain Chaos. You guys are OCD. I'm Captain Chaos. Bring it on. You know, just um, <laughs> you know, <Ken. laughs> yeah. Well, don't look at my office. This is why I don't swing the camera around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I it, you know it's it's a cluttered mind, a cluttered office. You know that kind of stuff. Uh, I probably do have a little ADD going on here at times because I just can't concentrate on one thing. But um, yeah, I do go through there once in a while uh, but you know it may be a lot of stuff but i kind of do like to have it organized i like to be able to find stuff and i'm hoping now with you know the additions they made to uh, ios especially i'm actually using i take my ipad to work with me because i can access the heating computer i can use it for when i do inventory and this kind of stuff so um i you know the only time i really need a computer is when we're doing this or if I'm playing computer games, so I have my Xbox and my Switch, so I don't really need a, a yeah, computer really for that too much. It's really become a mobile office. It is, and so uh, and I'm trying to find more things to make it, you know, make it easier to use that. So I'm hoping that, like I say, with the additions, I can dig in and you know maybe try to get things a little bit more organized. And I still haven't got to AT and T yet to discuss. Um, you know, phone options. I'm hoping yep, that I can that's get coming too for us. Yeah. I'm hoping next week we can get in there and talk to them and see what we can do because I don't need the, you know, as I called her last week, the financial goddess bringing her wrath down upon me <laughs> uh, for buying a new phone. But I explained it to her that two years ago, we both got new phones because there was the BOGO. I don't think we're going to be able to pull off a BOGO this time. So what I said was, if you're okay with your phone, you keep it for two more years i get a new phone this year i tried to keep it for four years hopefully it'll last you know 
uh, I won't do anything to it to make it die quicker. But then I said, if we can get on that offsetting schedule, that's my rationale this year. In two years, mm-hmm. I may have to come up with a new rationale. But you so know, instead of being together, like stagger it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just see mm-hmm. what we can work out. But you know, we'll have to look into that and see what we can do. But so yeah, uh, and. Uh, I had to look it up October 4th. Uh, was it Catalina? Is that what they're calling this now? Uh, mm-hmm. The salad dressing uh, uh, operating <laughs> system. Um, that comes out the 4th. So, yes, again, Captain Chaos will jump right in. And I'll Whereas, take like, a bullet. I'll probably wait eh, yeah. maybe a week or something. I can't wait too long no. because I, I do have clients to support. So, you're, yeah, you're, I usually tell them to wait, but they don't always listen. You're going to be over there wringing your hands. I'm going to go, wee! Crap. <laughs> and I won't even be here, so that okay. won't even be an issue for okay. me. So you'll... Are you going to be on a cruise then? You like specifically planned it so that you wouldn't be tempted. <laughs> Week from today. Wait for everyone to take <laughs> the bullets and see how yeah. it works out. So, like, don't do it, Elisa. Don't do it. <laughs> so in... Definitely it won't be until probably a week or two after I get back because I mm-hmm. do have some apps that are 32-bit that I haven't replaced yet. So yeah. I've got to replace those before I upgrade. Yep. Okay. And I think I've got most of mine worked out. The ones that aren't 32-bit, um, I don't. I'm not too worried about. And we were. Uh, we had discussed maybe off-air. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast. Um, we were worried about eCam recorder for or call recorder from eCam for um, Skype. Well, they did update that, and it caused me a little bit of confusion when I edited the podcast the last time. Because before they just had these little apps, you just drop your file into one, and it'll convert it over to uh, AIFF or MP3 or whatever you want to do. Well, now mm-hmm. this program comes up, and you have to go in there and select stuff. It's not quite as Hmm. I mean, just once you get it set up, it'll probably be fine. But I got in there and going, what am I doing? Hmm. Just, you know, new. It, Not as user-friendly as it was prior. Yeah, I think once you get it figured out, it'll be fine. But there was a little initial confusion. But, you know, I but got, at least it's supported. Yay! Yeah, yeah so there's that. So they did step up to the bat for that. Levelator, we'll have to see if somebody, you know. And I tried to, and we, again, we were talking about it off-air. I tried to levelate level the uh, podcast with uh, Fission, and I must not have done yeah. it right, because you guys said you could hear some differences in stuff. So um, so I'll, I, I'll talk to you about that in more detail, but I, I noticed some things, too, sure. like with the Ecamm things. You have to adjust the sliders before you do the export. Like, you have to uh, kind of, like, almost almost like sort of manu- manually well, kind of try to match the volume a little bit, and then you export it, and then... In my mind, and and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, then you take it into Fission, and I think Fission just kind of tidies it up. Okay. I'll I'll try that when we get done here recording. Um, and speaking of which, I suppose we ought to wrap this section up, and we'll go to our uh, our picks. Uh, and um, why don't well, I'll just start at the bottom of the list and work our way up. So, Melissa, what is uh, your pick this time? So mine is a wireless charging station. Um, it's it's made by a brand called B Stand. It's a three-in-one aluminum stand for Apple Watch. It's a charging station for AirPods. It has the Qi fast wireless charger dock. Uh, it'll take you know other phones as well besides iPhone. Um, and this is why I wanted to talk about um, when we were talking about the jump drive thing, I specifically picked this stand. So it's an aluminum stand. It'll support the three different devices. Um, so without looking at it, like there's a little cradle, kind of like the stand that you got, Elisa, that you love so much. 
and it's kind of angled. It does have like two little feet on the bottom so that when you lay your phone in it, just, you know, it's kind of on an angle reclining, if you will. It does have space so that if you don't have a wireless charging phone that you still need to plug in with a uh, lightning cable, there's space for at the bottom that you could route that through if you wanted to. And then there's a little arm that juts off to the right and you can stick your Apple Watch on there. And then there's a little space for an AirPods or probably a knockoff version that looks like the little dental floss case that you can uh, plunk down onto that. And it's one of those things that just kind of tidies your nightstand. Now, I do have one that I got a set of for my husband and I for Christmas last year. And it's nice and all. It You know, it looks nice. I like the way it looks. But it's a little difficult because, like, when it's dark, I, you have to line up the little lightning connector just right in order to get it to go on there. And I have an, an 8 Plus, And, you know, when I hand down the phones, you know, then somebody else will have it. So I'll have Qi charging device phones that I could use. So I thought, well, why don't I get one of these wireless ones? You know, it, money is no object for, you know, buying with play money. I started looking at all these things and trying to get, a, uh, get some research going. And here's what I found. Um, so I definitely want something that will put it on an angle. I definitely want something that I could rotate either in portrait or landscape mode. Because when we were talking about the jump drives, if I'm going to rest this on here and it's going to charge wirelessly, I want to be able to plug in my little jump drive, my little Lexar, and be able to watch a video. Like say I was traveling and I took this, you know, my suitcase and plugged it in and set it up. I'd want to be able to watch a movie on it landscape but it needs to have enough room which it does because of the way you can rotate it for that jump drive to be sticking out the bottom of the phone so that was the reasoning why i was very specific about this particular model in this configuration when you when you do a search for these things you know just uh, look for charging stations they come in all different kinds of sizes and materials and configurations but i specifically wanted something that would elevate it up and be able to rotate it and turn it sideways and here's what I learned in researching these things. So I'm recommending this one. There'll be a link in the show notes just to give you an idea of the form and functionality of it. But I, I sat there reading the reviews because I'm thinking, well, this isn't really that half bad of a price. And a lot of people were raving about it. But the biggest complaint was that they, they start to malfunction after about a month or a couple of weeks. And then the people were complimenting the company saying, oh, you know, they just sent me a new one and now this one works fine. But then other people, like as you were reading through the timeline, people are saying, well, then that one broke too. And it wasn't just this one. I went and I looked up, uh, I think it was Anchor is another good model. And I looked up some other, you know, better known names. And the same kind of problem seems to persist that if it's, you know, these sub $50 model type uh, stands, I don't know if they're just lesser components or what, but that's the same complaint uh, that I keep reading in the reviews that they they kind of they crap out after about a month or two. I had to look it up, but I've got this stand without the uh, AirPod charger on it. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I've had it for uh, I just had the order history up, I think I, about a year. Maybe. Okay. And, and it's I, still going strong. Yeah, you have to put your own supply your own Apple Watch charger. Right. To put yeah, that in seems there. to be common for all of them. They all yeah. they all come with that. And but, I think it has to do with like the the liability that they only want you to use the Apple branded, sure. the MiFi certified, you know, blessed yep. uh, versions of the stuff. But it's it's like it kind of makes you wonder. It's like because mm, some people were complaining about uh, having their. Which it wouldn't make sense for the watch. They were saying that the watch was charging and it got really hot. And I thought, well, you're using an Apple. If you're using an Apple branded charger, then that shouldn't be a problem. But with the Qi charger, it makes you wonder, like well, the kind of coils and stuff in there. Like, what if that heats up your phone? If you're using like a substandard, you know, under fifty dollar 
thing to charge your devices, you can end up like, you know, ruining your devices if you're not getting something that's quality made. So buyer beware when it comes to these things. I mean, this has got the design that I'm after, but I'm learning through research that I probably should, if I'm going to get something like this, I probably want a, a better build spec with, you know, maybe better made qualities, maybe a better branding like Belkin or something, but then it's going to be probably double or triple the price. Right. So, so that's well, something that I'm after. Uh, and I found this, this form function, but it's not quite there for me yet as far as quality goes. Well, yeah, because I bought this one October 19th of last year, and I used it, put my phone on there every night. Now, you did say the uh, watch overheating. I did have a problem because uh, I finally uh-huh. had to take the cases off because oh. some cases were making it, because uh, there was that one that you had sent me, which was a fine mm-hmm. case for it, but it had that plastic on the back to keep stuff out. Uh-huh. But yeah. that was, uh, so finally I just, I went naked with my watch and in, in the process moving emptying out the kitchen in the school i think i cracked the corner of the screen but oh yeah but uh, it is so it was acting like an insulator probably huh yeah yeah it was huh. so but i mean otherwise i haven't had any problems with it so um mm-hmm. now let's go to elisa uh who uh i can't come up with anything clever <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before I give you my pick, I did say earlier that I wanted to mention something. We have a listener named Andrew Dickinson. He listens to this podcast as well as Three Geeky Ladies, and he asked me to give him a little shout out. Hey, Andrew. That they are, um, he is an actor and a film producer in New York City, and he has a film that is going to be shown at the Nashville Film Festival October 6th, which is next Sunday. It's called The Sheriff of Mars, and it was made on an iMac Pro. Cool. So if you're in the Nashville area, check it out. You know, give them some love. So just wanted to shout that out for one of our listeners. So the pick that I have is $60, and it is the Echo Dot that we were talking about earlier when we were talking about the new products from Amazon. This one, what's different about it is it has a built-in clock. I see that. That's pretty sharp looking. Yeah, and it also has things like a timer. Oh, that would be handy. So you can, yeah, so you can look at the, you know, so if you look at the pictures on the page, you can, um, if you're doing a a timer, it will count down. It will show you the the time left on it. It has the little dots that you have on a regular radio so that it will show you that the alarm set, the alarm is set. There's a timer for it. So it's your basic um, echo. Still plays the music. You can still say, hey, lady. You know, play Sirius XM or Hey Lady, add this to my grocery list or what's the weather today. But now it has a clock. What are the different colored rings like in the pictures I'm looking at? One of them has a red ring. Is that just design or does that no. mean red ring? The means... lights, the lights mean, oh, it's not yeah. producing audio or something. Red ring is no network connection. Uh, blue ring is just standard listening. And I think the. Um... The gold or green colored one means you have a package that's uh, been delivered. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. The fact oh, I've never seen that. What? The the package being delivered. I usually get just a, something on my watch or on my sure. phone that it says your package has been delivered. No, the, quite because sometimes, uh, like the other morning, I was laying in bed uh, because I was working nights, so I sleep in. So it was about eight o'clock in the morning. I heard this bing ding. Your package <laughs> will be arriving today. Um, 
So um, now, is that a skill that you have set up? Because I've never gotten that. I might have. I've done so much stuff with it. I don't remember what yeah. I may or may not uh, may not have done. But it might be a skill, or it might be something enabled um, through mm. the app, maybe. Because I get a text. Are like were are like shortcuts, right? Uh, yeah, kind. Well, yeah, kind of. You can't. If you are no programming, I think you could make your own skills. But uh, there's just ones that people have done that you put in there that will do, you know, certain things. I've installed a bunch of different skills. And my only problem is you have to remember the right phraseology. Crap. I have exactly. Yeah, it's like incantations. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it has it's to be exact. Book. Yes. It can't be yeah. close. Yeah. Because yeah. it's something like if you say add milk to my shopping list, but the really it's supposed to be add milk to my grocery list, you right. may not have milk on your list. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like verbal programming, which, and yeah. like I've said on here before, I'm waiting for the day when they actually put AI in these things so they can understand my scrambled uh, speech patterns and what I'm talking about someday. Uh, then the robots will take over and we're all screwed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw that. It is kind of a cool, if I didn't have so many blessed dots already, um, yeah. it would be kind of nice. This was going to be released October 16th, so right yep. now it's a pre-order. So, uh, yeah, and that would be handy for, like, in the bedroom because I got a, uh, uh, what's the small, it's not the show, it's the video one, it's a little round one. I don't remember what the name of that one is. I got that in there, which is fine, but just something a little, uh, didn't have the video display would be kind of nice at night. I've got uh, the Google. I've got the a, Google Mini in the bedroom. I've got the Echo no. in the kitchen. I have a Amazon Tap in the dining room that I use when I bring it outside. And then I've got the Sonos Player, which is Wi-Fi. See, Elise is a good tech mommy. She's kept track of all her children. Well, yes. I just have uh, a little bit of everything. <laughs> Mike can't remember their names or their birthdays. <laughs> well, but I remember. I hey, hey, you, you have hey, a problem you over there. You well, know? I've got w- one of each in about every room. Um, I got the the uh, whatever the video one is and the Google Home in the bedroom. And I got a couple shows. I got one Echo show. I got one video, Google video, Google Home, I guess it is. I've got several around here, but yeah. Um, There's this glow emanating from Mike's residence. You can see it from the satellite. More like power surge. I fire everything up. Yep, McPeak turned his devices on. Uh, but to deal with that, good segue here. Um, I have a uh, uh, a solar-powered battery charger slash flashlight. Um, because I thought, well, you know, this is some way that, you know, if somebody wants to make a real contribution to climate change, uh, this is something that you could do personally because you put it out, it soaks up sun, it charges it. It is 25,000, uh, milliamps. Um, that's pretty cool. It is. Um, wow, that's really bright. It looks like it's going to be really bright. It's got, it uh, 36 LEDs to it and three USB ports. Uh, so you can take it camping with you, but, uh, Bring it out here, it'll be charged in five minutes yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or, or melted, uh, whichever. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you pack it nice so you can, uh, charge your phone up, up on put it sun. on the cooler. Yeah. But I thought this was kind of neat because you can set it out there. I mean, you know, just set it in your window. You can charge it up. Uh, it's got a lot of power. And if you do go camping, uh, it, it does have a flash or we have power outages in this part of the country too. Uh, so I thought. You know, that'd be kind of neat. And uh, uh, see, 
this has thing... a little tag on it. I bet you can hook it on a lanyard uh, or, a, or a little carabiner on your backpack and have it charged while you're hiking. Yeah. I... Oh, yeah, it does have it in the picture. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to see how big it is. Oh, they got it on the backpack there. So it's about the size of, oh. Uh... Bigger than an iPhone XS Max or something. I was going to say closer to probably like the uh, Fire 7-inch uh, Kindle Fire tablet. Tablet, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean about that size, but you know that's not that's not too bad. I mean, it wouldn't. Well, fit. It's it's seven inches by three point inches by one point one inches deep. Okay, one point one eight pounds. So that's not terrible. I mean, it wouldn't fit in my saddlebags, but uh, it would be handy to have around here because, like I say, we have thunderstorms, we have blizzards, <laughs> we have ice storms, uh, we lose power once in a while in this part of the country. So just the power part and. It's been a while, but, uh, oh, man, um, 2006, we had an ice storm. We were without, this part of the country was without power for about a week. So uh, that's when you have, uh, so we, in town it's been pretty good, but you still think in terms of what do we do to keep things charged up for several days on end. So we could, with all the, uh, we got car, uh, jumper, devices for the car that has usb power to them we got two of those we got i got a bunch of battery packs when i had my android mm-hmm. phone so it could probably run for a month maybe without uh you know uh losing uh, be, uh being able to charge your phone but i thought it was something handy to have on hand but uh yeah good pick that's pretty cool yeah so i think with that uh we'll wrap up this episode here uh, and uh, as always, when I remember to do it, we'll start with introducing uh, people. So mm-hmm. why don't we start uh, uh, with uh, Lisa? Where can people find you if they want to find out more? Okay. On Twitter, it's at Sensei or you can go to our website, 3geekyladies.com, with the number three spelled out, which is the other podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. And Melissa, where can people find out uh, what you're talking about? You can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy or go to my website, themacmommy.com. And if people want to hear more about me, you can go to uh, Twitter and find me as DSC Chipman. And I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. And if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome, and we thank everyone that does that. We hope you have enjoyed the show as much as we have, and don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. If you're a technology fan, make sure you check out Tech Fan, hosted by me, Tim Robertson. And me, David Cohen. We're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. (laughs) Yeah. For better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? I don't know. What, is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to Tech Fan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. <laughs>